So what are you up to these days? What am I up to these days? I've obviously been studying, which is the main thing <laughs> I'm here for. Other than that, I've been focusing a little bit on fitness. Uh, so I'm focusing on three areas at this point. One is obviously study, but the other two things are uh, fitness and dance. Where did dance come from in between suddenly, man? What do you mean? Where did, we, we talked a whole lot of dancing stuff in two episodes ago. Yeah, we've talked a lot about dance yes. and my distaste for yes. dance. Yes, yes. Like I opened my heart towards dancing these days. Yeah. Uh, so... I think your focus areas are what they are because you've already conquered one of the major focus areas which I think we both agree are important is the mind right and you are anyway meditating every day for about 30 minutes Yeah yeah I mean that is not a focus focus it's just something that goes on in the background yeah but that is the aim with the other focus areas as well right you would like dance and fitness to just go into background someday and you don't have to think about it Yeah yeah I mean uh it's actually a very good question. What do you mean by a focus area? Because I think what I'm trying to capture with it is I'm putting in a lot of conscious effort to learn new skills there. In fitness? Yeah, in fitness or like there's, it's a period when I have to like learn a lot about it so that I get better with it. So a lot of mental space goes into it. Another way to put it. Right. So you will choose your focus areas in such a way that you would want those areas to be there in your life mm-hmm. for throughout your life, right? Uh, not necessarily, actually. Um, I mean, the thing is, I used to play uh, Ultimate Frisbee and I thought it would be all my life. But I mean, at this moment, I'm not playing a lot. It's it's not to say that I will not play it in future or anything. Like, it, uh, uh, the reason why I'm not playing is be- because like it snows in London and it's cold. Outdoor Ultimate is not, not very appealing to me, especially because I have to go very far. But point being, like, I thought it would be uh, in my life, all my life, but it's not currently. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I've picked up dance. I'm learning a new skill. So. I understand that reasoning being true with dance. But when you said fitness, you would want fitness all your life. Right? Ah, I see. Yeah. Maybe I could have been more specific. Like I'm I'm looking to gain muscle. Gain muscle? Yeah. Why? Why gain muscle? Um, yeah, that's a good. In fact, <laughs> I was thinking if we, we'd probably touch on this anyway today because I've been thinking a lot on it. Uh-huh. So, but let me just backtrack a little. And say, when I, when I meant fitness, there was this gain muscle thing and the second was cycling that's that those are the two things okay. that i'm thinking in literal terms uh-huh. now in general uh, i think there has been a focus in my life a shift of focus in my life in which i'm also beginning to care about my physical appearance now that doesn't mean i'm obsessed about it or anything uh, and physical appearance doesn't necessarily mean like beautifying myself what i mean is like Everything from hygiene to, like, say, muscles. And, yeah, it seems to me it's important that you groom yourself well as much as it is to take care of your mind and mental hygiene and that stuff. So, the way my life has progressed, I've, like you said, there was this meditation phase where I was very consciously caring about uh, the mind. Uh, And I think at this point, I'm a little, uh, I'm improving my care of the body. Okay, so, see, caring about your body could mean eating good food or being more fit. But I don't see why your focus area has to be specifically gaining muscles, right? Right. A good metric rather would be you being able to run a marathon or you being able to jump very high, etc. That would mean fitness to me. But why gain muscle specifically? Right. I mean, just like marathon shows endurance, um, like muscles is good for you. There's, There's no two ways about it. Now, why me specifically? Because I have been skinny and underweight 
through my life so it i'm i'm i was literally like below the recommended weight for my height so building that weight with fat is not a good idea so muscle is a great idea i think you said that uh, having more muscles is good and there's no two ways yes. about could you explain that why is having more muscle good um why is having more muscles good i mean i'm not or rather yeah you, i mean i'm sure or rather you could answer why not having lot of muscles is not okay all oh, right uh, there's a difference between lot of muscles and muscles like i'm i'm not intending to be super jacked or anything although i think uh, uh-huh. like my if you would ask me what my dream physique is it would be like an athletic sort of a physique rather than a bodybuilder sort mm-hmm. of a physique yeah so you're not looking to beef up yourself but right. again i don't i don't understand why that is your focus here like why can't you focus more on stamina and or any other physical strength maybe and rather than this you're focusing more on muscle gain i mean i i don't like have all the research on top of my mind so i can't really answer your question with like muscle does x and y to you but needless to say i there is good enough reason to have muscles in your body like i think it has to do with like your metabolism and all of that but yeah i mean i don't have any uh things like right in front of my mind at this point to tell you but yeah as i said i think there is sufficient evidence that muscles are good for you i don't know you always seem to shatter my image of you every time we talk these days like um, mm-hmm. one of the problems with dance is that dance usually is for attracting attention you get a lot of attention right. and through dance you try to even show okay. off what you can okay. do physically yeah, yeah. or with balance etc so it's a lot of show off mm-hmm. in it and that may not be in a bad way but though there is this element of show off in dance mm-hmm. so my image of you is no show off mm-hmm. and at least trying not to show mm-hmm. for not bragging about things and these days you are more into dance mm-hmm. then this there is this other image of me is that you won't be concerned about superficial things right. such as appearance right. but now you say that it is time to take good care or groom your body right. now i do see the importance or the thought process through which you could end up at this conclusion right. that this is the body i've got and i think uh, i should be clean and like comb my hair etc right. because this is my body and i should take good care of it but muscle gain to me seems a little too much on the superficial side because you are concerned about how you look and what is our idea of an ideal looking human body mm-hmm. an ideal looking human body has that good body mass index and if you are lower you would like to like increase mass but it's usually connected to appearances that's what i'm saying right if muscles mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you have better strength mm-hmm. focus should be having strength and not really muscles yeah yeah so i think uh, there there are various levels on which i can answer that but on the very offset like there are multiple health benefits to having muscles in, in yourself there's there's uh, again as i said i can't tell you this hormone or x chemical but like perhaps this could be a matter of show notes later um <laughs> but uh i don't think that's the interesting point here like even if like i'm sure there are many and we can find a lot of research i think the interesting point here is about caring about superficial appearance and stuff like that right uh so i think uh, what i can tell you is um i myself also try to shatter my own image all the time like i try not to cling to an identity uh, i think that's important for growth on this specific issue i think the shift has been recognizing that these are not necessarily superficial we have established that the main goal is suffering and main goal is uh, understanding suffering and eradicating suffering right uh, but that doesn't mean that you disregard 
appearance and what you're calling superficial stuff i mean i'm i don't even call it superficial when i think about it myself or talk talk about it with friends uh and the reason for that is at the essence uh, i i i believe in uh humans being intuitionist what that means is that uh i believe that reasons and rationalization are something that we humans create post hoc uh create as a matter of fact of what our emotions and intuitions are guiding us so to cut out the abstraction from this when you are with someone who say has an impressive physique like let's say let's talk about males for now uh then unconsciously or consciously whichever way you are going to feel a sense of power and a sense of hierarchy that's associated with your interaction with them uh and there there's no two ways around it like you could reason about it that there is nothing no difference just because there is a bodily difference doesn't mean there is a power difference or anything but you can't stop your intuitions feeling that way uh, and that's because we are uh, we have like had these extreme conditioning of natural selection so point being uh, i i am not i'm not in favor of fighting natural selection and fighting intuitionism what i think is all these intuitions and feelings and appearance and everything which which comes from that line of thought should guide my goal of eliminating suffering i i don't want to fight against these things there's already a lot to fight against great answer first of Thanks. all <laughs> and uh, i i i would say so the reason it is great is because it's funny how similar we think about world in some cases okay. so i had this realization about 2 years mm-hmm. back during my fellowship which was called the yes foundation media for social change fellowship mm-hmm. so this was my first peek into the corporate world it was basically a corporate right yes bank is a corporate right. and it has this csr firm called yes foundation which does this fellowship two month fellowships for young children right. so this was my first peek into corporate and corporate is this infamous place where superficial things are a big thing mm-hmm. right so i had that bias against corporates mm-hmm. well while i was going in but during the lectures like for example the hr head of yes bank came in for a lecture mm-hmm. there was this person from marketing who had worked with ratan tata for uh, nano car launch etc so there were big people from the corporates who had spent a huge amount of time in corporates and they were talking about their stuff mm-hmm. marketing hr and branding right, etc right. so there were a few revelations there as mm-hmm. well so one one of the big takeaways from that fellowship again which was two years back and even now i remember that takeaway mm-hmm. but takeaway was so the activity began by uh, the speaker saying uh, take out your mobile phones mm-hmm. go and check your instagram profile pictures mm-hmm. okay and she'll just make someone stand and tell him or her to describe the profile picture mm-hmm. so someone says that yes this is a profile picture in uh, in which i have just my face right. but most of my face is covered with hair mm-hmm. then she asks the entire audience mm-hmm. she asks what does this tell you about this person mm-hmm. so someone will say this person does not want to show his or her face this person is shy this person is not confident etc mm-hmm. etc et and it was so interesting that that one picture that they haven't even mm-hmm. seen they have just heard someone describe that picture and they have so many judgments about that picture and that person right. from that point in time i started thinking about what i am giving out as a perception to other people right. so for example i want to be approachable like that is a goal right. but do my actions do my expressions do my clothes right. convey that message that i am approachable right. and that is the point when i started thinking about this 
so one small change i tried that time and even now nowadays like in between i'll remind myself to do this is to just smile more right right even when there's no one around or i'm just walking or something right. like randomly keep a slight smile on your face because that tells people that i am a happy person if i am with this person yeah. i have a great time and this person is approachable like and ask for some favor to this person etc right uh another thing which is on these lines this was even before 2 mm-hmm. years there there was a time in mumbai when there was a lot of talk about every mumbaiker should know the language of marathi mm-hmm. so raj thakre was saying that everyone who is coming to mumbai and he's ma- is making a living in mumbai right. that person should know marathi language right and there was this sim- at the, the same time we were young teens and we had newly got the freedom of going to any restaurant we want with the money we have and eating whatever you want so there was all always when whenever we went to say mcdonald's there was always this awkwardness or anxiety while giving the order right because you always had to order in english right mcdonald's equal to order in english okay so raj thakre was saying that everyone should know marathi so one of my relatives mm-hmm. she started ordering everywhere in marathi okay. like even when she goes to dominos pizza hut mcdonald she'll go and order in marathi okay. that struck me because the people at the other side of the counter they are not very well educated they are not literate literature majors right. right and even when and when they are outside their uh, restaurant they are anyway going to talk in either hindi or marathi mm-hmm. so i don't i did not understand why we were talking to them in english and why we had to order in english mm-hmm. so that is the point when i started conversing in hindi with them mm-hmm. because that that's just less friction mm-hmm. and also that around that time i was of the opinion that appearances are superficial i don't uh, give a shit about what i wear when i go to a restaurant right. so i would just wear say a shorts to mcdonald's or something inappropriate right. to go to restaurants and what i realized when i started practicing mm-hmm. this I realized that there was a lot of resistance. Right. Like people won't treat you well if you don't dress well. Right. And that was again one of the takeaways from the fellowship lectures that if you you should dress the way you want to be treated. Right. And that did make sense because you aim should be to have the least amount of resistance in life when you're going through your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have good clothes at home, why don't you just wear those good clothes so that you encounter the least amount of resistance possible and everything is just smooth. Right. Right. so but uh, you said that you don't even consider these things superficial i still do consider these things superficial and i think they don't really matter they should not really matter right. you, you are arguing that they do matter yeah. however hard we try that is true yeah. and i agree yeah. but i think we should i mean i personally try to fight it whenever i can yeah but at the same time i also want to make things easier for me and that is why i give importance to these things these days right a couple of things to say on the last point so when i say i don't think of them superficial i, I don't mean that people should be judgmental about anyone's physical appearance i think everyone should be mindful and conscious about not judging anyone by their physical appearance especially if they are dressed in a way that is uh, for example like skin color for example that is a feature of physical appearance i don't think that anything about skin color merits any sort of judgment now on some level we don't have an easy handle to control how we feel about seeing someone with some sort of a physical appearance so if we feel uh, a little gross when seeing someone i don't think the feeling itself is in our control but what is in our control is what sort of stories are we telling about that uh, feeling so 
say for example if you see some person who is not from your ethnic background and then you get this cringy feeling but then if you're feeling illicit thoughts like he or she might be unhygienic or he or she might be gross or something like that then i think those thoughts could be checked and we can be mindful of those so we we can catch our mind making stories about stuff and making judgments so i think as i said you can check yourself for that and be mindful of that having said that the reason why i say i don't see it as superficial uh does not mean that i consider it at the same at the same level of a mental quality like for example if someone is displaying com- compassion versus if someone is displaying great fashion sense obviously i would say the compassion thing is uh higher on the hierarchy of values than a great fashion sense but that does not demean fashion sense to be on the negative side of things it just means that there's a hierarchy of values that we need to have does that make sense yeah yeah but uh, and also there is a difference between like there is a difference between working on appearance for beauty reasons versus working on appearance for hygiene slash health reasons and it's it, it's not like a hard line but you can easily see the extremes like if you are probably using a lot of say beauty products like wearing a lot of makeup for example that's clearly beauty and there's nothing about hygiene or grooming that coming in and in fact it can be quite bad for your skin also whereas something like if you're taking care of your oral hygiene very well like brushing daily flossing daily etc etc that has a beauty appeal and that has an appearance appeal to it but i think that's great like everyone should do it so i do see the difference between appearance and hygiene okay. but i don't see the difference between appearance and health or fitness again i think we all agree that hygiene is good mm-hmm. there is some correlation between hygiene and appearance right. like if you are clean you look clean yeah that is usually the yeah. case but that is not true with appearance and fitness right. like you may look very unhealthy but you might be very fit that is what triggered me when you said that you are you're looking towards being more good in appearance right. as i said like if you want to gain muscle what you could have rather said was you aim to build strength right. given that is the main purpose of muscles in your body and your goals will then be to increase strength like say you are doing 10 pushups today right. you by the end of the year you want to do 20 pushups right. so that is going to uh, guide you through your practice right. whereas if you put it in the appearance terms i don't think that it is such a healthy thing to have like you will you will be guided by appearance and not by fitness and that is where my problem lies right um so i think first of all you can definitely see a very unhealthy person like you can like if a person is obese then they are unhealthy again no judgments and uh-huh. anything like that but uh, i think you can totally judge fitness from looking at the body both under underweight side and overweight side okay so uh, i am not talking in absolute sense i am talking about improvement uh, like given this state of body mm-hmm. health fitness appearance everything yeah. now whatever the change there is going to be mm-hmm. like you cannot judge that judge the difference a person has made in fitness just through the change in appearance uh, yeah, yes and no. i mean for example like strength is correlated with muscle so like if you are seeing someone who is like super muscular it's probably a safe assumption that they are uh, strong that's true but again that's what i'm saying now so if the end goal is strength why do you want to focus on appearance at all you just talk about strength and let strength guide no no i mean for I, and let me tell you uh, and, and let me give you a counter example uh i look very fit mm-hmm. but i am not like there are people who are double my weight mm-hmm. but they will run faster than me they will run longer than me they will have better stamina so that is what that is my problem with appearance because i look fairly fit but i am not 
so i think first of all you will be like not not fit i guess is that true no i'm not not fit yeah i mean you can I, run a decent I, amount and stuff like that right uh okay. so okay so i mean if someone has trained for fitness i i understand i understand them uh like outperforming you but i think what's important here is like there's no one metric for fitness like even for example if you aim for strength you can get a lot of strength by eating junk and by that i mean what's to get stored in your body is both protein and also fat like and that's why if you see power lifter and stuff they are they are heavy and they they look bulky uh, and they probably have a higher amount of body fat per- percentage that's then that's healthy so just strength is not even a good metric in itself so i think you need to define what you mean by fitness first for me i think it's that yes. athletic sort of uh, abilities and that requires a little bit of muscle that requires a little bit of stamina and that requires agility in fact you, you said that it's difficult to say what fitness really means i think it's fairly simple like you take two three metrics which are important to you like if you tell me i would say strength i would say stamina i would say agility that's it and i'm going to try to strike a balance between these three throughout my training period and it need not be accurate as long as it is what matters to you it's okay right i think there is uh, the difficulty is not in defining any definition of fitness but it's difficulty is defining in one singular definition of fitness you don't need one singular definition right because it's for your personal growth and any definition you choose if at the end of the day you're uh, you're bettering yourself you're you're just growing with respect to whatever metric you have chosen that work done right yeah but if you prioritize strength more then that can easily come at the cost of agility yeah i mean <laughs> so that's for you to decide right what do you value yes yeah so that's what i'm trying to justify like in my definition of fitness there is a little bit of muscle building involved Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's not stretch it further. <laughs> cool, but like I mean, on on uh, on the taking a little bit of broad view, I I do think uh, making a good physical impression is important. Uh, I don't think it's important, but I think it's useful. Um, it's important in the sense that it can it can ease things out. For it can you. give you confidence in a lot of ways. Yes, that's true. So yeah, it's important because it helps you do what you want. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. There is a big philosophical trap waiting for us here, uh which I think about a lot, which is uh we easily like sort of attributed physical appearance something lower than mental appearance, quote unquote. Uh-huh. And you sort of try to judge a person by their mental appearance than their physical appearance, right? That's the uh-huh. same. But and but there's this assumption involved that what is mentally there like the mental appearance is more representative of the person right uh-huh it's more representative of their self uh-huh. but the self doesn't exist according to me now now <laughs> here's the trap there so uh this is this is first of all an argument for why you should not easily distinguish between like okay mental now this is great mental abilities but physical now this is superficial no i mean i think they are both they they bo- they are both, both not related to the self because the self doesn't exist see uh, even last time i tried hard not to like ponder more upon this concept of there being no self because it is so difficult to understand and grasp yeah. with and you don't stop bringing it in yeah i don't i don't know yeah it's it's i i just i just fear this is the end of the podcast people have lost it here okay. there being no sense no, i mean i just wanted to bring it in because that is the thought process and uh it's not i mean when people go very easily like okay you're being superficial like i'm no one says that to me but if you read it on the internet that 
let's say like this person is dressing well this person is being superficial but and you should focus on say mind but it there's there's no good backing philosophically to that argument according to me that's that's what i want the problem with philosophy in general that i have is like it does not really matter in day to day lives for example whether there is self or there is no self i remember last time we concluding mm-hmm. with like i asked you a question what if tomorrow there is a research which find outs a ceo mm-hmm. in our brain mm-hmm. which is controlling controlling everything mm-hmm. what will you do then mm-hmm. you just crushed my question by saying if that is the case i'll start believing in self yeah right so what i mean is it does not really matter whether there is self or there is no self it does not make a huge difference in our day to day living that is why i don't really like to go deep into philosophical arguments and that is why i don't really care whether there is self or not and i don't really find it enriching to connect everything to their whether there is self or not and uh, coming to our example that we are giving mental status of a person more superiority over their physical appearance so uh, i would argue in that case that the more and deeper interactions you have with a person the less and less physical appearances matter and more and more the mental structure of that person matters and that is why it should be given a higher status and it's okay if you think that the mental structure of that person is that person irrespective of whether that person's self exists or not okay cool um again this uh is a slippery slope so i'm going to be cautious about not going down it a lot but uh, so i think what you said later is completely fine that uh, uh, the more you talk to that person the more you understand them and etc that matters more agreed 110% agree i would just say on the first point of the self not mattering uh, i don't think that's right i think it has a very big impact on day to day living and in fact i think just this clear understanding of the self don't, does not exist can lead to a lot of suffering being eliminated but yeah that's 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 all i'll say yeah <laughs> do you think that having this concept of no self mm-hmm. if you believe in it mm-hmm. it gives you much better spectacles through which you see the world mm-hmm. which reduces your suffering is that what you were getting at it, like if you have this concept of no self uh-huh. then your perspective changes and that change in perspective is going to lead to elimination of lot of suffering in your mind yes yeah good thought so <laughs> um even i am not interested in philosophy for the sake of uh, analytical curiosity i i am like that is okay but the reason why i, I do philosophy in day to day life is because it's useful and so the self thing is part of it yeah cool i mean i understand it has like i i can see why it is a detractor and stuff like that and perhaps i could be better in communicating it and what i mean exactly in not so esoteric language but at this point i am i am limited by my vocabulary yeah cool mm-hmm. uh, i think we should start every episode with some normal thing in india okay and asking you how it is different in english cool <laughs> so today i ate in a pizza uh-huh. so have you been to a pizza at in england uh-huh. um so no i have not been to how a different pizza is hut. pizza or a dominos or a mcdonalds i have eaten dominos pizza but i have not been to a dominos and i have been to a mcdonalds yeah yeah so how different are these food chains from india the 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 menu is completely different uh-huh. and um, other than that it's quite similar like the branding is the same uh, the clothes that they wear is roughly the same uh, the taste man the taste i mean there are different menu items so how can they be the same they are just different items like they they, they don't have like 
French fries? Ah, French fries. I mean, French fries is roughly the same everywhere. Like, there's nothing special about McDonald's uh-huh. fries, I guess. Uh, but they must be having some equivalent of, say, Mekalo Tiki Burger or Spicy Paneer, Spicy Chicken, Maharaja Mac. They must be having some equivalent, right? For example, I know that Big Mac is a big thing outside India. And I think it is a rough, least it is roughly similar to Big Mac. Uh, Maharaja Mac in India. Yeah, I mean, the only equivalent I can think of is the McFlurry Oreo. Ah, the, that has to be the same cream, Yeah, And which is more or less, yeah, it's, it tastes the same. Yeah, so no satisfaction given to our listeners. That is so <laughs> sad. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's quite boring. Cool. So uh, next, I want to talk about random acts of kindness. Okay. We are coming to this philosophy again, but anyway. <laughs> I can see that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's skip this next topic. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't mind. Kidding, you you kidding. can choose whatever. Kidding, kidding. Uh, so, for let me start with asking you: Have you do you practice random acts of kindness just for the sake of it? Um, I practice acts of kindness. I don't know if I do random acts of kindness. Yeah, so they I have mean, to be random. Yeah, that is where the fun lies. Uh, perhaps no, then. Okay. Yeah. So, have you experienced someone's random act of kindness? And again, you won't really know whether it was random or not. But again, let's keep it to kindness. Like one incident where you remember where someone helped you where they did not really have to and that like made your day. Someone helped me when they didn't have to. I mean, they're simple things like just... Yeah, yeah, they have to be simple. Like, I mean, they could be really simple, but that could really make your day. Right. Um, I don't, I don't think anything has like happened that literally made my day day, but it's simple things like people, you can see some people are very cautious about holding the door open when someone leaves or I leave. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's uh-huh. a, that's a very, it requires a certain level of paying attention to do that. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think that's, that happens on a day to day level and we fail to see it. So uh, I first came to know about random, like these words, random act of kindness, mm-hmm. Uh, when I was applying for fellowship at Make a Difference. So they have their tasks on which you are judged. Right. So there is this week of random kind of act, ki- random act of kindness challenge. Right, right. Where you are asked to go and do something kind for someone. Right. Just for the sake of it. I remember paying for someone's cold coffee at Steamy Marks. Okay, that's nice. And saying whoever whoever is the next person who asks for a cold coffee you just tell them that it has already been paid for and it was someone who you won't really come to right that's nice it is someone you won't know yeah yeah uh, another thing i did was i bought an ice cream right. and i think the power of these acts lie in the fact that how people just grab on to that opportunity and they also want to be a part of that act so an example of this would be I, again after that I went to an ice cream shop mm-hmm. and I said that I want to pay for someone some stranger mm-hmm. the next person who comes in should get a free ice cream mm-hmm. tell me the ice cream which is sold the most number of times mm-hmm. and I paid like 50 bucks mm-hmm. and I said whoever comes and asks for a 50 buck ice cream you just give it for free and say someone has already paid for it right I am talking to the worker there so the owner comes to know about this the owner says it's okay if someone asks for a 70 or 80 rupees ice cream as well you paid from our pocket which is ice cream parlor's pocket so people usually try to right. put in their contribution as well when they come to know about such that's a thing. right and uh why i'm bringing this mm-hmm. up like this happened to 
kinds of actness happened with me today right uh, first of all uh, i was in some bazaar of nagpur i wanted to go to pizza mm-hmm. and it was close enough that i could not take a cab for mm-hmm. it but it was not so close that it was comfortable walking mm-hmm. till that place mm-hmm. so it was somewhere in between so we were and we were not really sure how we will go there i was suggesting let's go to some other place completely so that we get out of this dilemma right right so, so a state transport bus just was taking a turn there and this my other friend he just says let let us in and we thought like it's just nearby all bus have to go there so we just went into the bus and we sat there and strangely the bus conductor did not come for the ticket uh-huh. and then we were start discussing like what is the ticket and all like why is he not coming and then it struck us that he was just trying to help us he saw that we wanted to get somewhere and he just took us took us in and we told him that we want to go to the pizza hut nearby so he came to know that it's very near so let's just not charge them anything uh-huh. and technically if someone finds out like some of his superior finds out and there are some random checks going on bus stops right, right. Uh, they will check whether you have your ticket or not and if you don't have your ticket the bus conductor is also liable right but he did not think about all that and he just did not cut a ticket for us and while uh, getting down i did make it sure that i thank him right. with a smile right <laughs> so yeah that was the first ra- uh, random act of kindness mm-hmm. and that itself made my day that some random person in nagpur is a bus conductor and he just did such a small thing for him right just such a small thing for us and it was so inconsequential but that it's uh, that time itself i said to my friend that this person has made my day already yeah yeah then came the pizza hut incident where i went in the store mm-hmm. i told him that so uh, there is this one item which i really want mm-hmm. but i also want to buy a meal mm-hmm. in which that item is not included so i was requesting please i want this right and uh, can you make some arrangement etc etc right so he said yeah okay i'll do it mm-hmm. so my uh, idea of he being able to do it was instead of whatever was in the meal he will replace it by that this other dish which i want mm-hmm. and that will that is def- that is more expensive than the one given in the meal so i was expecting there to be less quantity or something right but it was full quantity right. then what happened after eating that the thing which is mentioned in the meal that also comes right so now i thought okay this idiot has given me this outside of the meal so i'll have to pay extra for that mm-hmm. and i said okay now like i have eaten it i have enjoyed it let's not like think much about it and the bill comes we see that the dish i really wanted which was expensive and which i requested for that was not in the bill mm-hmm. so he just gave it for free right again so again that elevated my day even further and that is why i brought up this topic of random acts of kindness and yes I, uh, from that experience when i did it for as an activity for my fellowship application that make a difference i still try to do this here and there like it it's fun to do it sometimes Yeah, I mean, I've not done a lot of random acts, but yeah, I can understand why it has. Um, yeah, it 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 can certainly make your day. Yeah. Yeah. 